0: I'm Molly, and I'm Abigail, we're sisters, and we believe in ghosts. Thank you welcome back, back. <laughs> you're so welcome it's great to be here is it
1: it is great to be here it's great to
0: have you here yeah
1: um yeah 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 let's just look So, a side note <laughs> we can obviously edit this out but when hannah was up she was trying so hard to like gain winnie's love <laughs> it's hard but and she did a really good job like closest anyone's ever gotten but like still not quite and whenever Winnie looks at her, she would make the same face Winnie was making at her back. So she was just going. <laughs> <laughs> and so throughout the conversation, like Hannah would just stop talking and go. <laughs> and just hold it. How was your night with her? I was, was so sad. And to be there. No, it was really good to see her. And she had some good ideas on topics and. Stuff oh, nice. we should do in the show. So oh, was ooh, really fun, ooh. and she brought a boppet. Did. did you play? Yeah. How was it? I I was a little more frantic than I felt like I used to be. On yeah. On the Z-Bop-It. Yeah. Because we also had like the Bopet extreme. We oh it the round the the one with the four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> didn't mess around with that. our boppet.
0: No. no. <laughs> I just remember being in the basement. Yes. Always sharing, in like, the basement. Yes. Let's Same do. with the skip it. I remember doing that in the yeah. basement mostly. You bop
1: it and you skip it, only in the basement. <laughs> mm-hmm. That explains a lot about who we are as humans.
0: Well, welcome to Supernatural Sisters, everybody.
1: That's Abigail.
0: That's Molly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: hi. How was Chicago? Sh- Shikagi Chicago was was excellent. I didn't do a ghost tour. Because I was wow. um, the day I was going to do it, um, I was super hungover.
1: Well, that's so a fair I felt reason. like death. Right. So that's good. You definitely would have had something happen to on the tour then. They can sense your weakness.
0: <laughs> I know they're like she's close to the veil. <laughs> <laughs> we could contact her. Could uh, commune with her. Go now. <laughs> uh, I did find out about H.H. H. Holmes's um, murder castle though. That is very cool. I, because I wanted to go see it, I was like, "Well, shit, we're in Chicago. We gotta see this." It's a post office now. It's oh. nothing. It's the Englewood post office now. Um,
1: that uh, must be mildly terrifying for those employees. Well, so I
0: looked it up. Thank you, Collins, bringing me a glass of wine. Thank you, dear. <laughs> this is a hefty glass, and I
1: appreciate that very much. Everyone, say goodnight night to Abigail. <laughs> Good night.
0: Um, so for those of you who don't know, Herman Webster Mudgett, uh, more commonly known as H.H. H. Holmes, um, built a pretty much a murder castle hotel pharmacy in yeah. Chicago. During the World's uh, Fair, right? Yeah, in the during the World's Fair. Began construction in 1887. He used multiple contractors so that no one would realize he was building a three-story murder... Three-story murder hotel. It included soundproofed rooms, labyrinth-like hallways that led nowhere, and chutes that led to the basement where Holmes kept acid vats, quicklime, and a crematorium. Gross. So that's just that's just murder.
1: Can you imagine if he was the same? I don't think like if he was the same um, <laughs> contractor, he would be like, "Is this a murder house?" <laughs> you know like the fact that he switched it up so no one would find that out but can you imagine being that guy and then you just get into the crematory you
0: know i feel like also part of it he was trying to avoid actually paying for it so that was also he was way into um fraud like financial, He's big into fraud. He was way. He's a fraudster. <laughs> Bernie Madoff. H. Uh, H. Holmes. That's where it's at. He confessed to killing twenty-seven people, not Bernie Madoff. A. J. Holmes. That <laughs> uh, we know. Though his final uh, count could be higher. And I looked for stories of employees. At the post office, right. feeling haunted, but the only thing I could find, really, was that uh, maintenance workers uh, reported feeling anxious in the building's basement. That
1: would be... That tracks. That's something I would feel. Sure. For sure. Well, I think, I mean, uh, they probably have to know a little bit you about it. You have to know. You've got you. to. You've got to know. Because you have people like Abigail walking up saying... <laughs> Do y'all know what happened here? (laughs) That's that's how I talk.
0: I always talk in a southern accent when I'm traveling. It's true. People (laughs) are more willing to tell you stories. So that's southern charm. It's so true. It's a great show. Did you have fun? I had a great time. Southern Charm. (laughs) Um so I also, though, I did not come away empty handed. Mm -hmm. Um my friend Rich... Who was hosting us there? Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, mine and Colin. He was mine and Colin's friend in college, um, and we went to Saint Lawrence University. We lived together in a nine-person house called the Artist Guild. The uh, Guild. The Guild. Uh, it was a the theme house, basically for artsy, artsy folks. And uh, I didn't know this, but his room was fucking haunted. Apparently. Oh,
1: on campus. On campus. Oh. Yeah. I did not know that. I lived in this house. I can hundred percent see you just living life not knowing this, even if they're sitting at breakfast announcing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what what are you trying to say?
1: <laughs> She's aloof. I'm <laughs>
0: I'm just I, I'm out of it. Always. <laughs> always. Um so I don't know. I think I just asked him randomly if he had ghost stories and he happened to have his one experience was in the house that I also lived in at the same time. So up in his room, which was upstairs, um, he would hear a muffled voice speaking to him at night as he was trying to go to bed. He called it like radio voices. Um, so it's kind of just muffled kind of in the, like within like the white noise. It was almost uh-huh. like this voice that kept coming through. And I don't think he could understand it necessarily. Um, he named it Timmy. Timmy. Because he felt like he needed to give it a name. So he would oftentimes just be going to sleep and Timmy would be talking and he'd have to be like, all right, Timmy, I got to get Shut some sleep. Up, Timmy. You got to go to sleep too, wherever you are.
1: Shut off your radio voice.
0: Shut the fuck up. No. Uh <laughs> um so uh that was his big experience he was super spooked um and two students with paranormal sensitivity like separately came up to him after visiting his room and were like hey there's something here p.s. p.s. um but they said it was a non-malevolent spirit so i don't think they're like you're right it. it is just timmy it's just timmy he's chill that's Rich, scary. I think Rich said something about it being. He w- thought it was maybe like a student spirit. Oh. Something like that. That's kind of the sense he got, but but who knows. So. Just that a was, harmless.
1: Just a harmless. Intellectual. Yeah. Yeah. Just there to learn. Just there up to in learn. Canton. I mean, he probably. party. He probably. I can't say this sentence, I'm gonna stop. I'm just gonna sip my wine. <laughs> you do that. Well, that's interesting. Is that did anything else happen, or was it just like return of Timmy, <clears throat> all the time? I think it was just the return of Timmy, and I. Think, I mean, that's scary enough.
0: <laughs> I, it was pretty fucking scary. Apparently, he he was saying that he was very very spooked by it. I'm like, if that was happening to me, I would have told everyone in the house. Oh yeah. Like I would have been like, guys. This is fucking freaking me out.
1: Right. He never said a word. Let's do switch these. Yes. Yeah. How the hell can I, I switch singles with you? He could have totally unless your room was that much worse. He could have gotten away with switching with you. You would have been like, "Sure." No, I liked my singles. It's <laughs> pretty good. It was a pretty good one. <laughs> it was pretty good. The Artist Guild. The Guild. Haunted apparently by Timmy. Timmy. Tim Tim. Timmy Two Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that was his story, yeah. Wow. Lost lost three of them. Well, you probably encountered him, you just didn't even know it. Probably. But that brings us to kind of what we're going to talk about. Wow. Today. Today? Is Wait, this day? This day. We're going to talk about college hauntings. Ooh. Yeah. So we both have some stories. I obviously went to a haunted college, and now we know that Abigail did too. Yeah, I guess so. So I'm going to be talking about Bowden, which is – is that one of the junior IVs? Um, kind of, yeah. I would say the NESCAC division of schools could be considered that. It's yeah. a – bunch of a bunch of small liberal arts, very good liberal arts schools in New England. Mm-hmm. So it's like Tufts, Bates, Bowdoin, Colby, Wesleyan, mm-hmm. Hamilton, Middlebury, Amherst, Williams, Connecticut College. Wow! Right? Wow! Did you used to recruit or something?
0: Oh, you got me. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, So Bowdoin is in Brunswick, Maine, which is a stone throw from where we live. Wait, you live in
1: Brunswick? <laughs> I was like, yeah, real. It's a <laughs> flick of a pebble. <laughs> Some might say I, I'm the stone. <laughs> and you threw me. Just stop your wine. It's making me so nervous. <laughs> Okay. So you live in Brunswick? Start
0: (laughs) over. (laughs) So, Bowdoin College is in Brunswick, Maine.
1: Woo! Where you live. Where I live. Our brother lives. Her brother does live there. It's like we have a brother. Separately. Yeah, I know. Yeah. My roommate
0: moved into the family commune. (laughs) Um, uh, So, they
1: have. Uh, Did you find this on their website? Because you found this document I did I found it on their website And so Fun side fact I was really craving Ben and Jerry's ice cream So I went to Walgreens In town in Brunswick And as I was checking out I looked to my left And there is a book sitting there called Haunted Bowden And I said What? To myself I might need to purchase that but I thought I'd give it a Google first, so I t- I asked the cashier. It was like, is Bowden haunted? Like, have I been living under a rock? And she was like, Oh yeah. So is this Walgreens? What the fuck? Did she elaborate at all? So I said, What do you mean? Like this, like this Walgreens is haunted? She's like, Absolutely. She's like, the scanner will go off like random times, which I'm like, okay, we could chalk that up to pretty much anything. Sure. But each night they have to um, make sure all of the products are a certain distance from the edge of the shelf. Mm Mm-hmm. Just to make sure everything looks nice, you know, a nice clean presentation. Sure. And so they're all checked upon closing. And the next morning when she opens or anyone opens, there's multiple products that have been strewn across the floors of the different aisles. (gasps) And it's not the same product. it's, It's different products, different aisles, like throughout the whole Walgreens. And so I was like, oh my gosh, sounds like a poltergeist absolutely so then she continued to tell me another ghost story which is unrelated but a nearby ghost story so i was like whoa like who knew (laughs) who knew trip to walgreens could bear such fruit um so yeah that's how i was like i'll I'll look on their website and see just because i was interested to know what you know type of hauntings went on
0: yeah and they have a whole like ghost tour document
1: Which is excellent.
0: Which is so excellent. So I'm going to be reading from that today. So the first um, haunting I'm going to be talking about is Hubbard Hall on the Bowdoin campus. So it's open to the public when the building's open. Um, So it's called Bowdoin's Death Trap. Hubbard Hall features high on our list of spooky places on campus with its gothic architecture Long facade and looming 100-foot tower, it looks as though it rose right from an Edgar Allan Poe story. Hubbard Hall also features, a rarity for buildings today, a fully operating gargoyle, which juts out from the top of the tower just to the left of the wooden doors as you face the building. I
1: have questions. (laughs) What is a fully operating gargoyle? I am not fully certain (laughs) what a fully operating gargoyle is. Like in that it's perched and ready to I guess that's all the job it has. That I guess that's full operation. Yeah, I mean all it
0: needs to do is watch and look upset. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, okay. Proceed. I guess
0: maybe we'll find out. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. This gargoyle is a replica of the original gargoyle <laughs> placed on the building in 1903. The original was replaced in 2007 after nearly 100 years of weather had worn it down and caused several fissures. Historically, gargoyles serve two purposes. Here we go. Here we go. We're getting Tell the me deets. how they operate. First, they are built to prevent water collecting on rooftops and to convey it away from the side of the building. You can see Hubbard's gargoyle doing this task on just about any rainy day. Its second purpose is to frighten away evil spirits with its terrifying appearance. Based on the stories Hubbard Hall has to offer, we might question... How well it's serving that role. Maybe it's not fully operational. I was told this was a fully operational gargoyle. It's clearly malfunctioning. (gasps)
1: Well,
0: maybe it's the replica. Maybe it's because it's not the Ridge, the OG gargoyle. It's such a shame. You know, you hate to see a replica that doesn't keep out the evil spirits. Just all goes back to Beauty and the Beast. It all does. It's so weird. There's no getting around the fact that Hubbard Hall has been a dangerous building. It has at least three kills to its credit. One wintry morning, Athern Daggett, professor of government and member of the class of 1925, slipped on ice on the front steps and died later in the hospital. The iron rails you see today were added as a result of this unfortunate accident. Well, thank God. Oh an economics professor had a heart attack and died in his office on the second floor and an early informational and an early information technology employee suffered the same fate in her basement office. So that's two Two heart heart attacks, attacks, one ice, one ice slip. Oh, brutal. Luann Dustin Hunter, a former security officer, called hubbard hall the freakiest building on campus i love her already yeah how would you describe <laughs> the building it is freaky it is freaky af <laughs> another security officer several years ago was securing the building and locking it up for the night as he was standing just inside the large wooden doors and preparing to leave he heard a voice call out hello thinking he must have missed a student somewhere he called out and when he received no reply, he went through the building searching again. He found no one. Getting ready to leave, he suddenly heard the voice again. Would you like to do the voice? Hello. He repeated the same process one more time with the same results as he prepared He's to like, lock you up. You little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you, you meddling student. <laughs> as he prepared to lock up a third time, he heard the voice again. Hello. This time the officer went ahead and locked up the building. He had decided whatever was making that call wasn't going to be found. Sounds like it. Wow. Another story involves a custodian working alone after midnight when the building was locked and empty. There is a long run in the lobby in the front of the Arctic Museum that this custodian had vacuumed, rolled up and set against the wall so he could mop the floor. He went down to the basement to fill his bucket and retrieve retrieve his mop. When he came back up, the carpet was laid out on the floor in its original location. He scratched his head and concluded that he must not have really rolled it up as he thought, so he just rolled it up again and proceeded to mop. With the floor mopped, he decided to take a break while the floor dried. He went for a short walk outside and met some of his fellow custodians. When he told them about the rug incident, they confirmed that strange things like that had been known to happen in Hubbard Hall. When he returned from his break, he found the floor dry and the carpet once again inexplicably lying unrolled on the floor. The custodian immediately walked to the communication center, left his keys, and told the
1: dispatcher to tell his boss he (laughs) had (laughs) quit. I'm out. Smart man. Smart man. Do you think it was a spirit inhabiting the polar bear?
0: Oh, yeah. Isn't that where the polar bear is? In the, the Arctic, Arctic Museum. Museum.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm It's pretty the sure. only logical explanation. I
0: think my first date, one of my first dates was Just my... stop. What? I don't... Should, do you not want to hear that? I do. <laughs> one of my first dates was my high school boyfriend. And he thought it was really romantic to give me a tour of Bowdoin because his dad
1: worked there. So um, he's like, have you ever seen a polar bear? (laughs) How much does a polar bear weigh? Babe, enough to break the ice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Babe, I bet you've never seen something like this. (laughs) Rock your world.
1: Wow, that is romantic. Wasn't it? Uh, I
0: also had a date with him in uh, L.L. Bean, another romantic location. You know, you got to hit all the main big spots. Absolutely. All right. Here we go. Here we go. What might be the source of these activities? Well, it may be connected to the building's namesake and patron, Thomas Hubbard of the class of 1857. Thomas Hubbard actually had a suite of rooms he lived in on the second floor of Hubbard Hall across from the Bliss Room. Don't know what that is. Don't know what that is. I want to know. I want to know. Should we name this podcast room the Bliss Room? (laughs) 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 Much of the furniture from those days remains in the office that is there now, and the current resident reports that for years the doors of an old liquor cabinet in the office used to start shaking, and she would have problems with items seeming to move around on their own, or getting into places she had not left them. Sounds like Hubbard had an alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. Real booze hound. <laughs> Rather than becoming alarmed, she took the spirit's hint and began leaving a bottle or two of alcohol in that cabinet, and the strange activity subsided.
1: Well, there you go. That's how you do that, it. You yeah. like? That's the best way to haunt. Absolutely. Is demand wine That you cannot drink. You don't know. It's your
0: ghost. It's your goddamn ghost. But I suppose that's kinda of like offerings you make to like like in old like fairy stories, like uh, European yes. Ye old fairy <laughs> stories. You know, like you leave an off offering to like You mean like Santa <laughs> Sure. But like daily. Uh, you know what? I'll we'll do an episode one day on like fairies and um, household and Santa Colin. What are they called? Like the spirits that are like household spirits? Santa. <laughs> it's not Santa.
1: You know what I'm talking about? Like remember in. Tauron? No, not Toblerone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My neighbor Tobler. <laughs> All right, we're gonna address this in another episode. I I will tell you. I will tell you of these, Toblerone. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Let's see. Let's finish this up. Hubbard Hall. A hob, or a
2: kobold, or a, brownie.
0: A hob, a Colbert, or a brownie. Yeah, I think kobold sounds good. Or a goblin, or a hobgoblin. Yeah, it's. They're so basically like household spirits that like. Will guard your household if you make offerings to them. If you do not, it's basically like having a poltergeist in your home. Wow! So you have to like sometimes leave out like milk or food or, or... cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's a hobgoblin.
1: <laughs> He's my hobgoblin. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: Um. So the strange activities subsided, though maybe not entirely. Also in this office is an old bell for ringing servants. The custodian, the person who wrote this interview, said that when he was walking by the office at night, he frequently hears that bell ringing away, which is fucking terrifying. Yeah. More recently, a person seems to have had an encounter with Thomas Hubbard himself. (gasps) A staff person coming into the building in the very early hours of the morning saw a figure in a Civil War uniform ascending the stairs to the second floor landing just as she was preparing to go up the stairs herself. When she got to the second floor, no one was there. Mm. What she didn't know was at the time was that Thomas Hubbard had had a distinguished career as a general in the Civil War. Interesting. As a general in the Civil War. Before he had had the building commissioned. Wow. Staff person coming into the early building early. You know what? That goes to show you don't show up to work
1: early. No. Don't, cause you're gonna see ghosts. And don't show up to work early. Don't go into a building ever. Don't do it. Any building really. Wait. Do you want a little another little quickie? Give me a quick. Hit me with that quick quick. <laughs>
0: Alright, so this um, next one's a shorter one um, about the, oh gosh, Searles. Searles. Wow. Science building. Can, can I help you? This one is also open to the public, so I probably got it on my Bowdoin tour. <laughs> can you say it?
1: Searles. <laughs> what is it? Spell it's like
0: Sear, like Sears. Seer, like Searles. But, but Searles. So S-E-A-R-L-E Sereless. Cereless Cereals. Cereal black. Okay. science building.
1: <laughs> All right, start over.
0: <laughs> OK, as with Hubbard Hall, this building's architecture, with its medieval turrets and castle-like facade, make it easy to imagine as the setting of a ghost story. People say it's a hard building to work in at night because it makes so many unexplained noises. You might be wrapped up in some experiment or math problem in a complete silence when suddenly... Bang! Okay, all of that's my nightmare.
1: Being and wrapped up in a <laughs> science and a math problem in the middle of the night with a ghost.
0: <laughs> yep, that's all pretty brutal. <laughs> um, oh, I like the flavor this writer put in. When suddenly, bang! An unexplained noise breaks you from your reverie. Was it a water pipe? Some shifting plaster cracking on the floor above you. Who can say? Who can say? Who can say? Oh, wicked. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stop singing in these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of its general noisiness, this building has one particular noise that has disturbed its occupants for years. When walking through the long hallways, people report hearing footsteps behind them as though someone was right on their heels. When they turn around, no one was there. Except that a few people have said they have seen a white, shadowy figure darting out of the corner of their eyes. One legend has it that the shadowy figure is the ghost of a girl that fell from one of the turrets when the building was built in 1894. More say that it, and the heavy tread that you hear, Belonged to the spirit of a custodian that worked in the building for years.
1: What happened to
0: him? I don't, maybe he just got a nice retirement, but then he was like, I kind of want to go back now that I'm dead. Right. It was so, it was such a good
1: job. Such a great great job. Great job. Good day to be a polar bear. (laughs) Good day to
0: dust a polar bear Mm -hmm. carcass. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Uh, well definitely check that uh, You can find that whole tour document on their website and definitely check that out because there are a lot of there are a lot of good ones.
1: There are there are a lot of good ones. If I you didn't can read them all, it. but I just skimmed through it and I who knew? Well, I certainly didn't. So well my maybe a lot of you didn't know a lot about Bowdoin. Um Morning. I'm gonna do a little bit more of a well-known school, like Harvard, have you heard of it? Oh, Harvard, is that in Cambridge? Um yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so <laughs> my friend Hannah that we m- mentioned on the first podcast came up to visit and she brought me a book. She said she came was gonna come bearing gifts, and boy did she ever. <laughs> so including she, a boppet, including a boppet, it. twist it. Pull Pull it. it. (laughs) 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 Then it was like. (laughs) (laughs) So she came up, gave me the book. So I decided to to dabble and specifically on the chapter that focuses on Harvard. So the book is called Ghosts of Cambridge and it's by Sam Baltrusis. Harvard University is full of secrets, including numerous spirits that haunt the land and the hallways of various buildings. If school spirits are any reflection of the school spirit, Harvard is arguably the country's most historic and potentially most haunted university. According to psychics, the ghosts of Harvard walk through the yard, and many don't seem to have to know that they've passed. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> Me- <laughs> Many people say that the telling of ghost stories on campus is a rite of passage for a freshman, which I think that can be true for most, which makes it kind of fun. Yeah. For instance, Harvard's Massachusetts Hall has a student who returns every fall, claiming to be a member of the class of 1914. It is believed that he is a residual apparition of a man named Holbrook Smith, who was actually kicked out of Harvard. Poor guy. Nobody told him. Holbrook sounds like a guy who got it because of his family. <laughs> He's like, yo, guys, I'm back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a side note that I thought was interesting, too. A similar haunting also took place in a separate building, um, but it was reported in 1929 by a proctor who had a man a- arrive to his class who wasn't enrolled. <laughs> <laughs> and they disappeared. <laughs> Holy. Wait, like. Yeah. In front of his eyes. <gasps> I just got chills. Yes. So Massachusetts Hall is the most well-known building on the campus, and it dates back to 1720. The dorm office building currently houses freshman students on the top floor, but back in the day, it served as a barracks for the 640 Continental soldiers during the siege of Boston in the Revolutionary War. According to campus stories, the ghost known as Holbrook Smith is known to chat up freshmen. <laughs> <laughs> He is said to be the most <laughs> hes said to be the most active around the B entryway of the building and has spooked many students as they come and go. One student in the school year of the, of 67 and 68 said that the man appeared at his door dressed in tweed with wingtip shoes and proceeded to have a conversation with him and his roommates. Other than talking to students, he can be seen numerous times disappearing into the brick walls of the building and out again.
0: What? You know what? It sounds like he has a pretty cool afterlife, I gotta say. Right? It's a little sad because he's it's like very still... very Hogwarts.
1: <laughs> it is. He's like one of yeah. the Hogwarts In this guys. book, actually, when they... I obviously paraphrased a lot of this, but they always described the haunted buildings as a Hogwarts-esque facade. That makes sense. So, yeah, so I kept taking that out, but just something to note. Some flavor. Some flavor for them, Harry Potter fans. That's me. That's you. He is said to return to the hall every fall, or he returned to the hall every fall until the assistant dean of freshmen confronted him and asked him to leave the building. What? Sad Holbrook. So he was. It was demanded that he left. You know. Who knows if he did? Maybe he was just quiet about his. Interactions from there and out to stick around. Yeah. Another Harvard employee discussed how he had encountered many ghosts in Massachusetts Hall during his time at Harvard, and they were always full-bodied and could easily pass stud- as students if the clothes didn't give them away when you take a closer look at them. That's crazy. in 19 19- In the 1970s, a clairvoyant visited Massachusetts Hall at the students' request and let the students know. That there was such a paranormal presence in the building that if they tried to take any photos, likely none of them would come out. Once all the students developed their photos, they were all blank. <laughs> that's amazing. I know. It's like, just so y'all know, <laughs> the newspaper staff, these are not going to come out. Yeah, that's a real bummer for the
0: aspiring journalists.
1: Right. In Thayer Hall, another freshman dormitory, there are reportedly apparitions in Victoria era clothing seen passing in and out of the walls of the building. One of the legends said that there was also a group of textile workers that haunted the building from when it was a mill. However, no historical records show that it was ever used as a mill. But the it's it was Wait, what? Yeah, so they said that there were reports, and it was kind of like a campus legend that these oh. textile workers were seen going oh, in and out. I see. And the legend was they pass in and out of like the former um, entrances to the building before it was renovated into a dorm. Oh. So they're going about their day, like going to work in and out of a wall that used to be a doorway.
0: Interesting. But there
1: are no records of it ever actually being a textile mill hmm, so that could be debunked but it's a fun legend that is fun but again there are other um apparition scene in victorian era clothing um in campuses university hall this is my favorite it is said that if you listen closely at night to the building's southwest entrance you can hear a residual haunting of harvard's famous dining hall food fight What? Have you ever heard of this food fight? No. I had to do more digging because I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Like, so on November 1st, 1818, a quiet Sunday dinner began when university hall was a dining hall and then reportedly all hell broke loose <laughs> a massive food fight took place resulting in the expulsion of the majority of the senior class of the sophomore class wait expulsion wait okay and it's forever known as the rebellion of 1818 <laughs> so i think it was not only food like they were wrecking the place oh so just straight up vandalizing yes um the majority of the students were eventually reinstated, including literary giant Ralph Waldo Emerson. No shit, really? He was part of the food fight. Oh my god. Imagine having a food, fight,
0: a food fight so epic that it's residual. residual.
1: Like, that's insane. Yeah, so it said that you have to be there at night. I didn't mention what the building is now, mm-hmm. but... I'm assuming it's some sort of student center or something where people are there at night. I didn't mention it was a dormitory, but still. Yeah. It would be crazy to hear that. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah. I was like, it's, you know, it's like going to Gettysburg and at night hearing, like, the gunshots and the screams and things like that. Like, that residual haunting. But it was a food fight. So much more fun. For the elite. (laughs) The preppiest food fight ever.
0: All of the chads. (laughs) So many chads. (laughs) Perpetually haunted by chads. That's what that guy, what was his name, Holbrook? It reminds me of just a
1: chad perpetually chatting up freshmen. Totally. Um, In Weld Hall, there are endless reports of mysterious knockings throughout the halls. In the rooms of the building, one student was studying with two friends in one of the common rooms. She reported that she was zoning out and looking at the space between her two friends when a woman with gray hair hair appeared in a dark cloak. She wasn't able to make out many of her distinct features, but she refused to discuss the incident for a very long time. When she finally did discuss it, the other two students were questioned, and they clearly remember her staring in between them in shock and not being able to say a word.
0: Whoa...
1: And the last one is not as interessant. Mm -hmm. However, it is a place that I've been multiple times. So when I worked for a nonprofit in Boston, we had an event that was organized by a committee um, that I think predominantly most of them lived in Elliott House. Mm Mm-hmm. Just a big, beautiful building. It's, like, exactly what you picture it being. <laughs> Except for the fact that they have, like, catered, like, galas in their dorm. It's, ah. That I attended one of them. The to. Harvard Life. So, I would say that's the real difference between our experiences <laughs> um, when I went to that event. So, it's it looks just like Hogwarts. It's Beautiful. There's giant rooms, and there was this separate room um, where we held the dinner. and I clearly should have done better in school, so I could have gone to Harvard
0: and <laughs> you gone would've... to Hogwarts. Yeah, I would have been so happy.
1: Yeah, so in Elliot House, a junior described um, trying to adjust her eyes when she saw a mist enter the building and start making its way down the hall towards her Oh my that's God. truly all it said and I was just like I have to include it just because I've been there so many times
0: yeah but that's enough like a crazy mist coming towards you and I'm building like that's yeah
1: that's chilling terrifying so there are so many different stories in the book that takes you through Cambridge all of these various houses Tory Row, um Just basically from the Revolutionary War era, and there are some crazy stories in the book. These were the only ones specifically on campus and kind of dealing Mm -hmm. with students, Mm -hmm. but very cool. Very cool. I love it. Yeah? I love it. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: um, my lovely assistant and husband, Colin, Mm -hmm. has a story uh, we, as I said before, we both went to St. Lawrence University and he has, um, uh, a cool story. So I'll, I'll, I'll let him, uh, take over. Need
1: water? Welcome Colin. <laughs> Do you need water? Oh, thanks. <laughs>
0: sure.
1: Oh, what hair. Mm. Sit on the ground, Abigail. I will. <laughs> I will.
2: <laughs> Hello.
1: Hi. Thanks for I didn't know be. you had a ghost story.
2: I do have a ghost story.
1: That's awesome. Do tell.
2: Uh, so uh, I was freshman year at St. Lawrence. Um, I had with me a, it was an old DV cam. So it's like one of those c- like cameras that ran off of those like tiny little like mini tapes. Okay. Um, and there was this kid who was a year older who also lived in our dorm And he was working for the school newspaper. It was nearing Halloween. And he was just like, oh, you know, I've heard that this one building is haunted. He's like, we should go in and do like a ghost hunters type of like video and everything. (laughs) Um, So I I was really pumped because that camera was like so old school that it had like a night vision mode. So you could like flip it and it just turned it into night vision, which was super fun. Um, But we went to this building. It's called Herring Coal. Um, I remembered it this time, by the way. (laughs) I always mess up the name. But it's like this really old... um, It's made of... uh, It's what's called Potsdam Sandstone, which is a particular type of sandstone that was mined from quarries in the town nearby. Mm -hmm. It's been around for a very long time. The building has... Uh, yeah, it was the original oh. library.
1: old, old.
2: But even before that, it served as a morgue. Oh, yeah, so we went down there and it's got this beautiful, like open library space with like lots of beautiful wood furnishings and everything. but then you go downstairs, and there's like some bathrooms and the stairs you take down are super creaky mm-hmm. they're like made of wood and just like
1: rrr, rrr, like right.
2: you can't not make a sound yeah so we go down and there's like catacombs underneath this place you go past this doorway and it is like it is like stone wall catacombs that are weaving through there are some like little windows like basement style windows mm-hmm. that you can still see it out of but we were walking around he was like oh here we are we're like trying to do like little investigative report we found a desk and the drawers were locked and i was like we're getting this thing open yeah. so i like the two this of us files like
1: from the morgue. <laughs>
2: legitimately <What>? it was
1: <laughs> stop
2: we picked the lock we opened it and it was just lists of names and, like, time of, like, date of death and day of birth. Nope. And these were, like, oh. old, dusty papers. And we were, like, we we thought we were, like, we just cracked the story of the century. <laughs> 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 we thought it was so cool. but
1: It is so cool.
2: But as we were doing that, we heard behind us uh, the sounds of someone going down the stairs. Again, really loud, creaky. Um really loud like creaky stairs and then we heard the toilet flush and we were kind of like chatting for a little bit and then like five or ten minutes went by and we're like did you hear anybody go back up the stairs and so we doubled back we went and checked there was no one there he went back into the catacombs And I was like, I'm going to go up and down the stairs. You tell me if, like, there is any way. And I tried my hardest to go as sneakily as possible. And he was like, I heard every single step.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no.
2: And then as we were continuing to walk through, we heard just something, like, fall out of place. I don't know what it was, but we were like, all right, that's all the signs we need. (laughs) And we just got it out of there. But we dug a little deeper and found out that, like many people had died at this place and apparently there was a janitor who had worked there at the college for years and he had recently died of a heart attack inside and the legend is that there was like there's a woman who walks like all the different parts of the building and
0: flushes toilets yeah <laughs> it <takes> massive <laughs> but he,
2: he didn't want to publish it because like this janitor had just died like a month ago and was like this might be a little insensitive right. i was like dude you got me all hyped you right. didn't tell me this but it was still a fun experience
1: that's yeah. crazy very spoopy <laughs> oh i don't like that i know. I don't like that at all thank
2: you for letting me share my story
1: thanks for being on <laughs> Um, Yeah, isn't that terrifying? That's so terrifying. I've been down
0: in those. I've been down in those basements, and they are legitimately are uh, they used for anything now? Like Um,
1: like not,
0: not really. Honestly, I mean, I had some classes up there, Mm -hmm. um, so they did some classes in there, and then you could go in there and study. The basement is not. I don't believe used for anything right now. I went down there to do. Because the class I took in there was a performance class so Mm -hmm. every week you would come back with a new performance. It was like little mini ones. And so um, we did some of our performances down there because it was like a crazy space so we did one where I was like an insane asylum patient being like strapped down sense. and shit and it was it was super cool but yeah it's it's terrifying down there and i didn't know at the time any of that and colin told me after and it like chilled my bones because i was like that makes sense yeah
1: yeah that's terrifying
0: yep yep no nope. yep, no no yep. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> um so this isn't quite a college it's a boarding prep school Cool. So it's very college adjacent. What are abouts? It's uh, called Northfield Mount Hermon. Yeah. You know what? NMH. It's in
1: Mass, right? I believe
0: Massachusetts. so. Massachusetts, yeah. Western, maybe. So my coworker, CJ, attended it. Um, and his dorm called that he was in called Crossley, um, he said it's the oldest dorm in New England. I do Could not fact check that anywhere, but he said that's like what people say on campus. So who knows? Uh, But he did say that it's at least 110 years old. We were able to find that out, Um, which is long, which is old. I mean, yeah. So one night, CJ was woken abruptly by a friend shaking him. Apparently, his friend had been studying in their common room when he fell asleep at his table. He woke at 3 a.m., Dead
1: time. Dead time. The deed, The deed.
0: To a chilling sight. Sitting cross-legged across from him at the table was a little girl. I'm going to stop you
1: at (laughs) cross-legged.
0: Was a little girl, all white. And he said um, she was kind of like shimmering, like she wasn't all there. Uh, Like she was kind of immaterial. As though she was a ghost. As though, you know, she was a ghost. Uh, So he said, his friend apparently... Just like calmly closed his laptop, like gathered his things, and then just fucking booked it. Shit,
1: his pants.
0: Yeah, and uh, the only other detail was that the girl was wearing like an old timey dress, which which tracks. No, and he went straight to CJ and like shook him awake. It was probably like, dude. I imagine that's what his friend sounded like.
1: Dude, 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 dude. There's a girl. Dude. Um,
0: there were there were a couple other little stories like apparently on their campus um, they have a track and there was this kid who was like amazing uh, an amazing athlete and he was qualifying like about to qualify for the Olympics in track and he tragically died in an accident before he was able to compete Mm-hmm. And kids say that at night. You can hear his footsteps going around the track. Okay. I'm going to cry. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. No. Um, but yeah, he said apparently, like, there's a lot of uh, spirits known on campus. Um, his dorm, Crosley, was known for, like, friendly spirits, like the little girl. And then there's also, like, uh, there's a different uh, dorm called Tron. I don't know why it's called Tron. Tron. <laughs> Someone really loved Kurt Russell. Apparently, right
1: next to Slytherin,
0: <laughs> and uh, um, and that's where the malevolent spirits live. They would apparently <laughs> they would live in Tron,
1: Tron, Tron. So that's that's all the the ghostly stories I our have. High, our high school has to be haunted. Our high school's over two hundred years old. It's gotta be. Like, who do I need to harass? At NYA to tell us the good stuff. Did
0: I tell you ever when I went down to the fallout shelter at NYA?
1: No. Is that under the old athletic storage?
0: No, not there. Oh, um, under by the by, cafeteria? Stairs? By, yeah, by Safford.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so we went down there one night. So it was like an after school event. We were having a senior's. And we all decided to play hide and seek. Very mature. <laughs> but I just, we were kind of using that excuse to kind of just like fucking roam the school at night. Right. And so we got, we found our way down that uh, staircase into that basement. Mm-hmm. I took a picture. I don't know where that picture is, but um, with Flash, there is just like, a kind of crawl space in that basement, which used to be a fallout shelter, or like it was like deemed a
1: fallout shelter, mm-hmm. or, like a potential. There one. was definitely a sign that yeah alluded it, to yes a fallout shelter. Um,
0: and it just had one single folding chair in it, like a metal folding chair, and that was it in this like cement room.
1: Wait, <laughs>
0: yeah, in our oh, basement. Uh, I'm gonna stop you right
1: there. <laughs> so you know the room under the athletic storage. Mm -hmm. Same thing. We ran down there one night. There was one single folded metal chair down there. What the fuck? Really? Why are there single chairs everywhere? Like I think people you like for a while went down there to like make out. Not saying I did. But. But. No. (laughs) (laughs) But there was definitely a single metal chair in there too.
0: Jesus. What the fuck? Like I have a picture of it too, Ugh. or I don't have any more. It was on Facebook at one point. We were like, I think I remember at our athletic
1: director when he was like cleaning. I think I was like helping him rearrange like the uniforms, mm-hmm. clear out old stuff. You know, when they we had those like uniforms from back in the day that yeah, like yeah, people yeah. love to wear the retro stuff. Yeah. So we're doing kind of a purge of all of that because I remember I was like, why don't you just use like that room downstairs to store some of this stuff? Because it seems like it's so packed in here. And he's like, I don't think we're going to do that. Like he would not go <laughs> down there. I do remember because you would go left up to that office. Yes. So if you went around and down. But if you went, but like that
0: was railing was always there. And it just like. It was very open, like anyone could go down there. So I Absolutely. understand why it could have been a makeup spot, but like, why? I wasn't why ever you? gonna
1: fuck with that. I, de- I Cause did because you can look down those stairs. And I you're definitely like, went down with like two of my good friends, and we were like, "Let's just do it." And so we ran down there, and I was like, "Let's just get out fast." Yeah. No. But I remember just saying, you know, you could throw like a couple racks of like yeah, uniforms yeah. down there. And he's like, it's going to be no for me. It's going to be a no for me, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no me dog. <laughs> so they had ended that. But there's got to be more. I feel like there's some like fake stories heard over the years, but maybe they were real. Maybe they were real. Like we went, I remember we went um, to the top of Russell before it was renovated. Mm-hmm. And it was the old. A dance studio.
0: Oh, yeah. Because there was a fire. There was a
1: fire. So there was no way we were supposed to be up there. No. You were not allowed to go up, I recall. Right. I remember our science teacher left the room and the door was like. Who was it? Mr. Briggs. (laughs) Sorry, Mr. Briggs. (laughs) What did he say? Piece of cake, can of corn. (laughs) So. We decided to sneak up there and the like the stairs, like there was like charred Oh my god walls. Yeah. Everything going on. We went upstairs and there's just the old like ballet hand whatever they're called. The bar. bar. The bar. Yeah. That's like why they call it class. bar class. Yeah. yeah. I think so. The bar was there. <laughs> and was it pure bar? And <laughs> it was so pure. It was smashed mirrors everywhere. <laughs> And then I got in trouble. Yeah. Not tracks. I can't. I don't think it was like the detention sort, but. Close. Did you get caught? Were you seen in the window? Is that what I recall from that? No, he saw the door open. Oh. He said we were. (laughs) He left, came back. The door's open. He's looking at who's missing.
0: Weird. How could he have put that together? like,
1: honestly, this this should have been, like, when I was, like, 11, 12, or 13, but I'm pretty sure it was when I was, like, 16. Yeah, because that had to have been high school for Mr. Briggs. Oh, man. Sorry. Sorry. That was a pain in the
0: ass. I later had Spanish class up in that attic.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think I've been through, like, since they renovated it. It's the really inside. nice now. It looks that way. It looks as though it is that way. Well, well, schools, guys, schools, they're freaky.
0: Especially the old one. Freaky beaky. <laughs> it was freaky, as that custodian said. She's right. She's so right. So right. Well, thanks guys for joining us. Yeah. Um, please, if you like the podcast and you think other people might like it, uh, ratings and reviews
1: really help on iTunes for honestly, other people to find it. Yeah. If you don't like it, and you still want to give us five stars, we'll take it too. We'll be cool with that. Honestly. <laughs> right. I'll honestly. take it <laughs> anyway. We can get it. Uh, follow
0: us on Instagram at. Supernatural Sisters Pod. You can also email us stories, um, suggestions for episode themes, anything really just thoughts, dreams. You can say hi. You can say hi to us, whatever. Uh, email us at supernatural sisters pod at gmail.com. Um,
1: Our artwork is by Breezy and you can find her on Instagram at Excellent Terrestrial. You can see all of her work there. It's pretty cool stuff. It's amazing. We love our creepy little sister illustration.
0: Our theme music is by Nate Johnson. You can find more of his work or commission him at musicbynatejohnson.com. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Nate. Links to their work can be found in the podcast description. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Toodles,
1: poodles. (laughs) Bye.